Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. Real body, also real body. Fuck off. Exactly. Absolutely get fucked. It is not an act of defiance when you are a skinny white model. Sorry. I'm just so worried because I feel like we're policing all these women. I kind of am policing them. Before we start this podcast, I would like to acknowledge that Cheek Media Co. operates um, on stolen land that was never ceded by the Yagara and Turrbal people here in Brisbane. We also fully endorse the Uluru Statement from the Heart, and if you're not aware of the statement, um, definitely Google it. There's lots of information online. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek Podcast. Welcome. All right, today we're going to be talking about the patriarchal bargain. We are. It's okay if you don't know what that is. I'm going to tell you. You're welcome. Wow, woman's blame. <laughs> I'm going to woman's explain to all of you what it is. Um, but I think we're going to start with the post that – so there was a post um, that M. Rada posted on Instagram that she was um, fully nude, mostly nude. Uh, she has on some underwear, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yep, just underwear. And Celeste Barber um, recreated that image as she does yeah so it was actually a video mm-hmm. so i'm i think so m rada emily radikowski is that her mm-hmm. full name yeah um i don't really we were speaking before the pod and we both agreed that we actually sort of avoid um content from models on our own social medias most of the time so like okay. i was only aware of this original video when i saw celeste barber do the recreation Same. So this is like the first of november and if you don't if you don't know celeste barber she's kind of like I would say like an Australian, one of the biggest Australian celebrities. Um, she has about like 9 million Instagram followers or something. Mm-hmm. And she just does recreations of like her whole position, I think is like, I recreate um, like mo- like videos of models or celebrities with like a normal in quotations body. Yeah. Um, and she just sort of, it's usually like a funny rip off of whatever they've done. And it's a bit ridiculous and over the top. And generally they are really funny. Like I followed her for years. I really enjoy her content. Mm-hmm. Um, but this particular, and I remember seeing this video up and I actually, I'm really proud of myself because sometimes I feel like I miss, I might miss it in the first instance and then see the commentary and the backlash and then go, oh shit, I didn't even notice that. But I actually thought about this because I'm quite a thinker. <laughs> I actually thought about this as soon as I saw it because this, the post is just like this video of an M is sort of like up against a wall and it's, um, you can, it, you, it's sort of like a behind the scenes of the photo shoot. Cause you can see her being filmed and the photos being taken sort yep. of thing. Um, and then Celeste rips it off. That's fine. But the, to me, that's fine. Yeah. But the caption is, we are sick of you objectifying our bodies, exclamation mark. Also comma, here's my ass. Yeah. Right. And so when I saw this, I thought, that's a bit off. Mm-hmm. I think I didn't really immediately like process it that hard. I just read it and went, yeah, but obviously I, and when I don't know if a lot of people do this, but as soon as I see something that I'm like, hang on, am I missing something here? And I go to the comments usually to see Same. what everyone else is saying, just because I'm like, am I reading too much into this? Am I wrong? Like what's going on here? And then I was reading the comments and I saw nothing about it. I just saw like hundreds of like, oh my God, yes, queen slay, like love heart, love heart, hands up, hands up. Like the the huge, like this is hilarious, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought, "Uh, maybe I'm being too radical. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this is me taking it too far. Like, but I just thought that's, that's not 
that's not feminist, that's not right. And I, I don't know if it actually made me question as well the nature of her post altogether. Not because I think that she's making fun of people. I think she's trying to normalise these things that are very artistic a lot, of, a lot of the time. And I get what she's trying to do and I support what she's trying to do. But I think that the caption there sent this totally different message. Yes. Yeah, I, I felt like it did. Although, to be honest the last year or so, I have actually felt that um, Celeste Barber has kind of taken a turn for the problematic. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, particularly around the border closures and stuff. What about them? Uh, She just um, kind of did everything, did the thing that a lot of New South Wales people were doing and uh, demonised Anastasia Palaszczuk for her border closures because Celeste lived or was staying near the border, near the Queensland. I'm pretty sure she lives on the Gold Coast, yeah, and I think she lives near the... I thought she lived in New South Wales. No, no, I'm quite sure she lives in Queensland. Okay. Anyway, at the time, I think it was around Christmas last year, so almost a year ago, you know, when it was just just taking forever to pass through the border, she was complaining about the traffic, and I was just like, uh, (laughs) what? (laughs) Like... Yeah. Um, okay, like, tell me you're really privileged without telling me you're really privileged. Yeah. And it is interesting because, like, I mean, I I think it's funny because I think that what it started off as being is, like, don't take these people too seriously. Like, when these appear, things appear on your feed, like, just – I think the message is, like, symbolic and is nice. Yeah. But I think that the way it's sometimes done is I'm a bit, like, that's not fair. And I think she targets specific celebrities and I'm like, I mean, it's a really hard discussion because like, it's really hard when you, as a feminist, and I think this is what we want to talk about today is like balancing, um, when a woman who meets all of the sort of patriarchal standards of beauty, you know, makes money from modeling or, you know, whatever sort of it is where you're commodifying your body, which a lot of us do, and there's a lot of discussion around, well, like, a lot of things are labour. I think the other thing about Celeste Barbie is now that she has 8.5 million people on Instagram, like, she is no longer a relatable person. That's interesting. I don't agree. Really? I don't think it's fair because, um, like, where's the num- what's the number that makes you not relatable? Well, I just mean she's, like, a huge celebrity now. And so I think it just kind of does make things a little bit different. Like, I'm not necessarily saying that, oh, she's changed or anything like that, but it does, there is something to say about like how relatable is she in her lifestyle now. Yeah. And so I think it, it could potentially change the flavor of what she does. And this is like a bit of a weird thought I just had, but like, I think the thing about fame and celebrity status is a lot of people try to get there by being relatable, but the the actual nature and definition of celebrity or fame is that you, you like endeavor to reach it because you're like, you have an understanding of the public and like you're elected to that sort of representational like status. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you're there, you actually don't understand. Yeah. So I agree with you in that way. Like, mm-hmm. I think that like, the definition of celebrity is that you aren't the public anymore. Yeah. And so I get that. I think it's hard when it's like Instagram followers and stuff because she became famous from that platform and she's still doing it the exact same way. But I do agree that she's taken a turn, I think. Yeah. But it's, it's a hard one because as much as she's now like probably quite well off and blah, 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 blah. I follow her and she just lives in an apartment with her two children and her husband. And like, I watch her Instagram stories regularly. Like she seems like a very normal person. Mm-hmm. Um, she's probably got a lot of money and I get the privileged stuff, but like on the whole, I think she's like in the good books as a celebrity, okay. which is why I found this so sour. Right. Interesting. Because Interesting. I think that otherwise she's like all above board. Yeah. Cause I don't follow her. Like obviously don't follow her as closely as you do. So that was, 
I guess, a note. I just think that it just kind of changes things when yeah. she's no longer relate as relatable. Anyway, so. I, I think it's also interesting because a tweet I specifically saw I, I, and I quite thought, oh, interesting, is the nature of the tweet that I saw after this whole Amrata Celeste Barber thing came out was someone said, oh, great, we're finally all on board that Celeste Barber, who also has a normal body, like who also has like a – like she's not actually – a good representative for like normal bodies. Like she has, like she meets the standards of beauty in a lot of ways. Right. Mm. And this person was like, Oh good. We're now realizing that sort of beat up material that she does is not funny. Oh, interesting. And it got like hundreds of likes. Okay. And I was like, that's really interesting. So people will come out and say like, there's clearly a lot of people Mm. that exist in the shadow somewhere Mm -hmm. that aren't part of this eight and a half million and do think that's not fucking funny. Yeah. And I mean, some part of me when I read that caption thought, are the posts funny? Like I did kind of do a little backflip on myself because I usually quite enjoy them actually. Yeah. And I did think, oh God, like I've, I think since that post I've, I've struggled more with her content. Yeah. And it's yes. really like, it's kind of like what we talked about. It reminds me of the bachelor episode of when you said like, when you realize something is toxic or when you realize something is problematic moving forward, it's really hard to watch. Yeah. Because once you've had that realization and that awareness is there, like it gets harder and harder to like enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously like if you read some, if you read something like that and you fully disagree, you can go on with mm. your life unaffected. Cause obviously yeah. we all read, you know, critiques of content that we like. Yeah. Um, but I think if it hits a nerve, then it's a bit hard to be like, Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that, um, so essentially you sent me this TikTok and we were talking about it this morning. This is what has sparked this episode. Mm-hmm. So um, we watched this TikTok. I think you like found on your own then I sent it to you. Love but when it was interesting because the reason it came up was I had watched it on my own and disagreed with it in my head. Yeah. And then you sent it to me and I thought, shit, she that agrees. means she agrees. <laughs> and so that's when I brought it up today and I was like, did you agree with that thing you sent me? Yeah. And then I was like, did you not agree? <laughs> um, so it's an, another um, – Two Australian women podcast. Yeah. So shout, shout out. out. <laughs> um, the second estate pod, we're going to tag them. Well, they essentially were talking about um, M-, M. Radder and this this video. And the that's my understanding. And the line is kind of like, not everything is like a feminist act. And I think in this like post-feminist world, like everything is like, I'm objectifying myself. And that was sort of the vibe of like, not everything is a feminist act. And sometimes you are just like, getting naked for a photo shoot like it's not it doesn't have to be like this like defiance yes and like maybe we should but i think the way i saw it was like i was like i'm not saying everything when i say i'm disagreeing with them i'm not saying everything is a feminist act but i think it's really hard to determine what active decisions we are and aren't making and like this is you know what the way that i speak about this sort of shit is exactly what they're talking about when they're like some people are so like (laughs) Pissed feminist. I am that person, right? Like, I'm constantly like, well, was that an act of defiance or is that playing into the patriarchy, right? Like, when I think about someone like Amrata, the thing that I think is unfair to say, um, you know, oh, she's objectifying herself. I, I don't think that's what she's doing. But I think that the harsh part about this Celeste thing is that I feel that M as a model is one of the very, very few in the industry who is actively, actively trying to sort of make a statement and enter this sort of like feminist political, like socio sphere of like deconstructing the narrative and like talking about the issues. Like, I think she's one of the few that's willing to acknowledge like 
how like it affected her upbringing and like the financial gains and how she feels about her body and like actually having those discussions is quite rare in that industry or at least I find it is in my interactions which are very limited on and, purpose yes exactly but I think it's on like I think that what up I don't know if we're willing to acknowledge that maybe the reason some of us are so like, what the fuck with this Celeste thing is because like, she's actually so clearly, she's like, she's just published a book of essays about her feelings towards the industry and like how it's made about her feel about herself and like what she's trying to do moving forward. So I'm like, it was a bit of like a weird low blow as well. Not saying that any of them, any model or anyone who meets that standard of beauty or is working in that industry deserves that sort of um, messaging. But I think that her in particular, it was just a bit like, that's a bit of a raw nerve for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the thing I thought was, I'm not saying that she's objectifying herself, not objectifying herself. I think that she is beautiful in all of the ways that w women are expected to be beautiful under the male gaze. Uh, well, I mean, this is not particularly profound, but like, because of how she looks she's experiencing so many privileges that others don't. Yes. And I think that like it can be doing something like that. Okay. Posting a photo where you have, you know, you could, you could argue, maybe it looks like you're objectifying yourself. Okay. So like a, a nude, a semi nude, a provocative photo, posting it on your own Instagram, you took it yourself, you uploaded it yourself. Is that objectifying yourself? Well, this is what I'm going to say. Well, I, well, I'm, I kind of meant, I kind of meant like doing what people say is objectifying yourself. Okay. If you, say if you did that, I think that if you are a skinny, pretty, uh, white, stereotypical like model or regular person, then that is a different act to if someone who does not fit those standards of beauty did it. Yeah. Um, and I think that doing it when you and we are kind of in this in this world where um there's a lot of discussion about the body positivity movement and there are a lot of um plus size women women of color um women with disabilities who are like skinny women don't fucking do this like it's not for you body positivity is not for you in this way and it's like all of these photos where you know a skinny woman is like eating a bit too much bread and she's bloated or she's like hunched over so she has a, mm. a, a, a roll like a belly roll like that's not i hate that like acceptable. before and after like real body also real body fuck off exactly absolutely get fucked See, i hate that there's a difference between when a skinny or a fit woman does that and uh plus size woman does that. Yeah. And I think it's the same with this like so-called objectifying yourself. It is only an act of defiance if that is a body that is repressed. Yeah. It is not an act of defiance. Okay, I was going to be really like, interesting. about this, but it is not an act of defiance when you are a skinny white model. Sorry. Mm. Like that's, you're, that is the male gaze. That is profiting off the male gaze. And look, you could argue that it's, and we're getting into the patriarchal bargain now, you could, I've unlocked my rage. Um, you could argue that you are just using the patriarchy to your advantage and profiting off the patriarchy. That's fine for you as a person, but what about the movement? That is not helpful for the movement. So the patriarchal bargain, that, that is what this is. It's basically like, you know, trading something in, playing into the patriarchy so that you personally can benefit, but it does not benefit the movement. In fact, in some ways you could argue, and in some cases I would, that it actually pushes women back because, and this is the thing about like 
every time a woman acts that it's a feminist act. So the thing is, if it is perceived to be done by a feminist, it will be perceived as a feminist act by the patriarchy, by um, supporters and opposers of the feminist movement. So if, let's say, if, you know, your conservative anti-feminist people see um, a skinny white woman so-called objectifying herself or or sexualizing herself by posting a nude um, or a provocative image on Instagram and claiming that it is a feminist act, this is theoretical, what are those conservatives going to think about the feminist world, like the feminist movement? But are you suggesting that anyone who has pretty privilege, in quotations, should just not? Well, I'm suggesting that anyone who has pretty privilege posting a provocative image, you're doing it for the male gaze. That is my true. That is my true thought, and I didn't know that until I didn't even know I was going to say that till now. I thought this. This is something that I've always thought this right, or for years. But I'm like, I just thought that's really problematic to think that. But like, sorry, do not fucking tell me that if you are a model, or like a person who has been told that they're beautiful their whole life. I'm not saying your life is easy, but someone who's told that their body is beautiful, their face is beautiful, they're just stunning, they're a 10, they're being paid because of how they look, which is beautiful. You cannot fucking tell me that you are posting to make some kind of statement. That's bullshit. I think mm, it's really tough. I don't like sit in the same, uh, I don't, uh, I don't agree or disagree. Like I I completely get it. Mm -hmm. I think I think that what I worry about is that we, this is how infighting starts. Yeah. And I think that's one of my biggest fears about all of this is like when we look into it too closely and we start doing this, it's not fair for me to say, oh, well, you're pretty, so you can't fucking do that. But it's like I get what you mean. But also that I I think to counter that, if someone doesn't have pretty privilege and they post something like the same the same piece of content, right, does that mean they're not doing it for the male gaze because they don't get the male gaze? That's what I think. If they, if they, if but the intention an, might be if you're from an oppressed group, and you're posting it, it's not for the male gaze. I I don't think so because you're not you don't fit the male gaze. You don't fit. What, but you might be trying to. Yes, and that's another issue in itself. But I don't think that's a feminist issue. Very interesting. I mean, I think that no matter what we do, we are accidentally trying to fit the male gaze. When we see Celeste Barber's caption, right, what do you think is the the actual core of the problem with it? Let's <laughs> say something spicy. <laughs> um, okay, so I already told Hannah this before. This is why she's asked me. <laughs> okay, so I think that whether she intended it to be or not, it is actually like step one, like one step on the road to victim blaming. Yes. And I don't even think it's one step. I think it is victim blaming and actually perpetuating rape culture. But do you think that M Rada is a victim? Um, that's a good question. That's a good question because I think that, and again, I don't know. And all of these things that I'm saying are not necessarily about M Rada because I don't really know anything about her, to mm. be honest. Um, it's just a good jumping off point for, for this conversation. But I think there is a, obviously the modeling industry is fucked up. Like we know that. And I think that in some ways and some people, some women would be victims of that industry. Yeah. But I think that it, it's a really hard 
I wouldn't want to say she is a victim and I wouldn't want to say she's not a victim um, because I think that it is... You don't know enough about her personal experience as well. Yes, but also it's a bit tough because it's like where... How much can we expect, like, personal responsibility to go into, like, the modelling industry, like mm. an industry like that? It's it's fucked. And so it's it's going to be more than, you know, even if she's, like, risen and is, like, one of the best and most famous models in the world, like there's still stuff that she doesn't have the power to do. Yeah. So I don't think that she on her own could turn around tomorrow and be like, you know what? We're changing this whole thing. No one is size zero anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't. So I don't know. It's, it, it's hard to say, but I think, I think the problem with the caption is less about, um, and I don't want to say like, oh, Emrata can handle it. Like she gets a lot of critique, and I, I don't think, I don't think it was fair of Celeste to direct those comments towards her. But I think another thing, and the thing that I um, think more about is what that projects to any uh, readers of the caption. That's my, that's my actually my biggest problem with this. That's interesting because I think of- that it was specifically aimed at her. Like I don't think she would have posted that for anyone else besides maybe. It reminds me of when. Um, Chloe Kardashian uh, demanded a specific picture be taken down because it wasn't flattering. Yeah. And there was this whole debate about like, well, you know, you've projected these body image stereotypes onto women for like decades now mm. um, for you to turn around and say, oh, I want this particular picture taken down because it just doesn't, it's not flattering, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but you've commodified like that part of your whole family's life for so long. Yeah. And you've made, uh, and you are probably one of the sole reasons for a lot of women's insecurities. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and it kind of reminds me of that whole conversation where it's really like there's no right answer. I think it was directly to do with Emrata's like specific engagement at the moment with like these issues. Yes. And I think that's particularly unfair. Yeah. Um, because I think what she's trying to do is actually better herself and the system. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying she's doing it successfully. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is quite contradictory and convoluted and over the top. Mm-hmm. But um, I like the idea and the motivation. And I think that saying, like, uh, I also think it's kind of ironic, like, Celeste's whole thing is a lot of the time getting practically nude to do these spin offs and things. Mm-hmm. So she knows what it's like to use her body. Yeah. For the system. Yeah. Because she is. It's just she's doing it for comedy. Yeah. And Emrata's doing it for the modeling industry. Yes. That is very interesting. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, she's still getting, she's doing comedy tours. She's getting sponsorships. She's getting a lot of followers. She's getting a lot of likes. She's getting a lot of coverage um, by, in a different way, commodifying her own body. Mm-hmm. And like doing the exact rip off and getting in the exact same outfits as close as she can get to these models. Yeah. And I, and I, I completely understand that it's like normalizing other sort of body types. But I also do, I don't think that Celeste Barber is a representation of a diverse body. No, me neither. And um, I mean, I I have more thoughts, but I don't. I'm not going to give them because um, even though my body is not stereotypical, I am like you know small enough. So I don't really want to. I would prefer to hear. Um, it's even small enough. Medium-sized or plus-sized women talk about these. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I also, I, w- I would be very interested to hear because, okay, I just said I'm not going to say it, but I kind of am because of the oh, all the stuff coming out about Rebel Wilson, at, Wilson at the moment, and like us finding out, or I don't know if it's alleged or if it's proven, but let's just say allegedly she gained weight because she thought it would make her funnier. 
And so I think it is interesting, like, and obviously Celeste is in control of her own comedy, so it's a bit different, but like something that it is interesting because her whole comedy bits, her bits are about the fact that if it's like a skinny woman doing something, it's hot and sexy. But if like a larger woman is doing the same thing, that it's funny. Yeah. Like that is the basis of her comedy. And I think like if someone else was, if someone who wasn't her was making that happen, it would be really problematic, but she is in control of it, which I think is empowering. I think the other thing, sorry, I completely, I completely got what you're saying. I know you're quite interested specifically in the Rebel Wilson sort of case study, I think, like in a way. And I think it, there's a lot to be said about the way that we treat women who are in the media or in who are famous who were plus size and then lose a lot of weight, like Adele, Rebel Wilson. There's a lot of those women and the way that we comment on it, the way that we talk about it generally, like I think most of those conversations are pretty disappointing. Um, and I try not to have them at all, actually. But it's also one of these things, and I don't know if this is sort of drawing too far of an extension, but one of the things I think about feminism is, isn't the idea centrally that women can, like, as long as it's not harming others, we're asking that women can be allowed to choose their own life, right? And so one of the things I think is like, okay, and it took me a while to get over, but like, I want to work. I want to be in a workplace and I want to be able to work up to the highest levels, right? But if another woman that I'm friends with is like, actually, I don't want to work at all. I would like to be a stay-at-home mum, right? That That is totally and equally supported and allowed and respected because the idea of the feminist movement is we get to choose, mm-hmm. right? So how does that translate to like this conversation? Like, should women just be allowed to choose exactly how they want to live their life and what they want to look like? And well, this is a fucking massive, I know I've just, okay. So when you said that and you said when women can do whatever they like, um, as long as it doesn't harm anyone. Oh, but my first, yeah, my first, like, I was about to be like wrong. (laughs) Like (laughs) my first thought was like, I disagree. But I think by by using the the I guess the um, the phrase like unless it harms anyone, then it comes into the conversation like what is harm? Like I don't think um, you know a a woman being a stay at home mum is harming anybody. But then by extension, how is that woman or how is that woman being spoken to? I think is a like the big question. But also, how is that woman speaking to other women in her life? I guess this does go back into like does everything a woman do, is everything a woman does a feminist act? I think the question should be more, is everything a feminist does a feminist act? Because I think that if you are a feminist, everything that you're doing is not necessarily, I don't want to say everything you do has to be feminist. Ideally it would be, but everything you do is going to be taken by the world as a feminist act. Yeah. So by having um, a woman who's a stay-at-home mum, you know, that's, you know, it is what it is. At her face choice, value. Yeah, I get what you're whatever. saying. Whatever. She's doing, she's doing her, whatever's best for her family. But did she choose to do that? Was it forced upon her? Did her partner want her to do that? Did her mother want her to do that? Like, it's just. It's so much more complex. It's so much more complex than that. And I think the other thing that I was thinking while you were saying that is like, when it comes to um, like that argument translates to bodies and male gaze and all these things and patriarchal bargain, 
I think the thing for me is, and that's the reason I'm not so quick to jump to like, oh, well, if you're, you know, you have pretty privilege and you post, it's for the male gaze. Like you post in a, like a, a sexualized image or whatever, a sexually charged image. I think the thing it comes back to for me is like, isn't it more about what the patriarchy has like made the expect? Like, I, I don't necessarily think it's about like someone who is, fits those standards of beauty posting that photo. I actually think it's about the way that, the patriarchy itself has made that thing. And I know you're saying it's harmful, but if that didn't exist, then everyone could just post whatever photo they fucking wanted all the time. Yeah, but that does exist. No, I know. But what I'm saying is like, now that every, like, I don't think it's fair to say, oh, you're hot. So you can't post sexual images. I mean, you can do whatever you want. Okay. So this is a thing for me, which I think might seem a bit silly, but for me, so much of it depends on the caption. Or That's the really interesting. You yeah, know, I got your So if I see, um, okay, let's say I see a nude on Instagram or as nude as Instagram allows, and the caption is a peach emoji. It's just a nude. But she you, knows it's a nude. But I remember you also have this opinion. I'm not trying to challenge you, but I'm saying it's interesting. One of your other things is like posting nudes in peace. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when people caption like something really um, political or like socially charged or something really specific and long on like a sort of nude photo, you're like, just post the nude. That's exactly. But I think that just disagrees with what you just said. Well, post the nude knowing that you were doing it for the male gaze. Like, but, accept that within yourself. And I think for that, I mean, ideally, I don't, I don't think, even know what to, I don't even. I okay. think it's possible to post a, a sexual image without it being for the male gaze. I think it's possible. Someone who is stereotypically attractive. Yeah, I don't think it's fair to say just because they're stereotypically attractive, it's for the male gaze. I think anyone can post for the male gaze. What are that? Okay, anyone. Let's, okay, let's just take everything else away. Not anyone. Let's talk about, we're talking about someone who is a model, looks like a model. But that's what I think is the problem. You're saying it's only those people. But that's because they're not from an oppressed group. I know, but I think anyone can try to post with the intent of getting the male gaze, of capturing it. I do understand what you mean. I do understand what You're you mean. You're just saying they don't get it, so it doesn't count. You're saying it's yeah, from, because you're arguing that. from the, the point of the male gaze. You're saying the male gaze doesn't recognise it as the male gaze. <laughs> Fuck the male yeah. gaze. Okay, but I think that when it's someone who is not the stereotype, then I think that actually does more good than it does harm because other women who, do, who look like that woman, who are, you know, plus size, who are people of colour, who are women with disabilities, whatever the case may be, that's actually empowering to see someone who looks like you posting um, you know, images that usually would only seen by the top 1%, the right. tens. And that's the difference to me. Cause it's like, then the regular everyday woman who has been told her whole life that she is not hot by society can see that someone who looks like her is, has not even the confidence, but like it's there, it's out there because bodies are so like skewed and photoshopped and just excluded from the media that otherwise they are not seen. I'm just so worried because I feel like we're policing all these women. I kind of am policing them. No, I know. And I, I, I actually like, I know I agree with you it's because okay, when you I sound see... better than me because I'm being aggressive. No, no, no. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just so worried about the infighting. Like I'm so, so cautious and conscious of that lately about like, 
okay, but like, there's heaps of fucking hot women who are hardcore feminists. Yeah. And I, but I'm not, I, I think the worry is like, I'm not like asking you to go out and stop being that. I'm not asking you either, but I'm just, I'm asking you to like, consider, could question why you're doing it. Genuinely. Well, genuinely, why? Because, but I just don't you, always think to, it's for the male gaze. Tell me to my face that it's for something else. Seriously. It's good that we disagree, I think. I think I'm just so worried because I don't want to police any woman because I think it's like there's already enough people policing us. Um, yeah, there are, but pe- but hot women are policed in a different way. You're right. Like if you get like a skinny hot woman on Instagram posting a nude, you can bet there's going to be fucking like guys just sliding in her, into her DMs and compliments from other women in the comments. Not that I'm saying that it she deserves to get the guy sliding her, her, into her dms what i mean is that the reaction even though huh, even though men sliding into your dms is actually predatory right they think that they're doing it because they think it's a compliment it's not that's a separate issue however what i'm saying is the reaction is more positive when it is someone who's stereotypically hot if a larger woman or someone who's not stereotypically hot posts the exact same image, you can bet there's going to be people in the comments being like, "Uh, you're ugly, you're this, you're that, disgusting, ew. Like the the reaction is going to be different. I don't think, mm, yeah, no, no, yeah. And I think that matters. And it's fine if you don't think it matters. I do. Because what are you achieving? All you're doing is playing into the patriarchy. Sorry, you are. That's my spicy. But they're not responsible for the response. No, they're not. But you're saying they are playing into it. I'm not, I'm not saying they're responsible for any, anything that happens negative in terms of like, no, what about the positive? The direct response. They're not responsible for the direct, like the comments, the DMS, et cetera. But in terms of the feminist movement, I truly believe that they are giving more power to the patriarchy. I, I'm never, I'm never going to say that, um, that hot women hot, posting hot pics makes them responsible for any of the disgusting things that men will say to them at all. Like, I just want to make that clear. I'm talking about a different thing. But you, you're I'm saying that's what communicates to movement. other women. I'm talking about the feminist movement in general. Okay. And so, and again, this comes down to the conversation always pretty much comes down to is like, is it an individual problem or is it a larger societal problem? Yeah. I think in this case, individuals are contributing to a societal problem. Individuals are not contributing to an individual problem. I don't think if I see a hot woman posting hot pics, I don't think anything about that woman specifically. I think about, I think it about the entire movement. And I think if all of these hot women Stop doing this. You know what? We would. It would not. It's not an individualistic um, response. It's not an individual individual impact for me. It's what an impact. What impact an individual is having on the movement. And that's interesting because I think I'm more willing to get at an individual impact. Interesting. And I think that's a bit ridiculous. But like, I agree. When I, and it's it's because, and this is unfair, but I blame particular people. Mm-hmm. I'm like the Kardashians have a lot to answer for, right? See, I actually disagree with you. You know that I hate the Kardashians. Yes. I, because when you were saying before, and I didn't interrupt, let you, I'll let you go, um, about how the Kardashians are responsible for X, Y, and Z. Mm. 
I don't think we could say that. I think that as a collective group have so much fucking power. But they have made people move away from they, – they did change, like, the body trends that we're seeing from skinny to, like, this specific – To a different specific – Of course, of course. I'm not so, saying but it's But I think that's, that says so much about the sway. Yes, but – And how if, much money they spent to look like that. I know, but if they didn't do it, someone would have done it. I, that's not necessarily true at all. That's what I think. I think it's um, – They are a very specific power. I see what you mean, um, but I still think it's a larger societal problem that can't be, we can't pinpoint certain people or groups. But I don't think that we can say stop posting your nude. I would never tell someone to stop posting. I just think they should. (laughs) That's what I mean. You kind of are. Well, no, what I want them to do is accept that they're doing, accept that they are contributing to the patriarchy. Oh, that's fine. That's what I think too. Yeah. Stop pretending like you're doing something that you're not doing. If you didn't find us completely insufferable, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. You can also find us on Instagram at cheekmediaco or online at cheekmedia.com.au. Yes, that's the one. That's the one.